Reddit filing for its long-awaited IPO, the first social media company to go public in years. Of course, Sam Altman is involved and what it says about tech right now. It is Friday, February 23rd. Welcome back to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Mark Gilbert with Deirdre Bosa. D, it's been a while. It's been more than a week. I know. I've missed you. I've missed the pod. I've missed the pod too. Welcome back. I couldn't be more thrilled for this topic. I feel like it's like our sweet spot. It has a personality. It has an IPO. It has lots of under the radar (laughs) Yeah, it has lots of sort of like like uh, like weird little like corners and nooks uh, of like valuations and fundraising over the years. Yes. So at long last, Reddit. I mean, we're going to talk about Reddit, but really we're going to talk about the money behind Reddit. But if you don't know what Reddit is, you probably do. Um, You may not know, though, that it's nearly 20 years old. You and I went back and forth, Mark. We were like, is this internet 1.0, 2.0? It's firmly 2.0, but like right at the beginning. It's totally. 2005. Um, so t- nearly 20 years old. One of the th- more fascinating things we found is that it's still losing money. You think about Reddit and like the face of the internet, how high could the cost be? But when you go through the S1, you can see that, you know, it's just been losing money for a long time. Um and we talked a few weeks ago, Mark, about the IPOs that we'll get this year versus the ones that the market really wants. Reddit is firmly in that first bucket, uh, which doesn't mean it's not interesting. We love to see a prospectus, especially for a company that we've been wondering about its financials for so long, but perhaps more interesting than the implications for the IPO market at large, because I don't think this is like the company that's going to bust open the doors or anything like that. Um, perhaps more interesting are its ties to Tech's person and startup of the moment. Who else would that be? Well, could be Jensen Huang. But in this case, it's Sam Altman <laughs> and OpenAI. Yeah, you and I were debating this morning, actually, who is sort of tech's person of the moment. But clearly, Sam Altman no, is... No, is... You got to tell, tell our listeners the exact wording you used. Who would be Who would on be the on the cover of Silicon Valley Vogue? Did you say Vogue or Vanity Fair? I said Vogue. Oh, okay. I like to imagine I'm sort of like dressed up, you know, sort of styled, you know, and Annie Leibovitz doing the doing the shoot. Um, But yeah, so let's lay it out. Right. Reddit filed its S1 to go public. And in that S1, uh, you know, with a lot of financials, it also includes everyone who owns Reddit shares currently pre IPO. And it turns out the biggest holders. Yeah, the biggest holders. And it turns out that. Um, as a sort of surprise, I mean, we knew that he participated, but that it turns out that Sam Altman is the third largest shareholder in the company behind only Tencent, which made a huge investment. And the Newhouse family, their investment company, Advanced Publications, which famously owns Condé Nast. Um, Condé Nast uh, you know, bought Reddit many, many years ago, and then uh, you know, it took more money, so it diluted its, its uh, ownership stake. Over the last decade, Altman, Sam Altman, has invested at least $60 million in the company, giving him now, what's almost a 10% stake, larger than CEO and co-founder Steve Huffman's stake, larger than Alexis Ohanian's stake. Um, Altman, we even, uh, I didn't realize this at all, but Sam Altman was even CEO of the company for eight days back in 2014 and sat on the board as recently as 2021. Hat tip to our producer, Jasmine Wu, who found like Sam Altman's blog post from back in 2014, where he was like, it's been great being CEO right, for... for a week. 
eight days. And now I'll <laughs> hand it over to Ellen Powell, who is another, you know, well-known name yeah. in the tech industry, venture capital investor. And it was just fascinating to see the many iterations that this company has been through. Um, but the Sam Altman of it all it was fascinating to us because it feels like he touches like ev- almost every story we talk about these days. And we started looking into the empire of Altman. And it turns out it is broader and more complex that than many may have thought. Reddit is just sort of the tip of the iceberg. And we knew that he had invested in some other companies, especially ones that have gone public in recent years like Asana and Instacart. But really, it's like the hottest startups of the last few years too, not just them. It's Stripe. It's Cruise, you know, self-driving car Cruise. It was um, acquired by GM. Humane, which is sort of a buzzy AI startup. You might have seen that AI pin demoed yeah, on hardware. social media. Um, but that's a handful. It's more than 125 companies since 2010, according to PitchBook. And they span everything from ed tech to blockchain, aviation, and of course, many, many in AI while he's also been building his own AI company, OpenAI. Yeah, I mean, I just want to sort of pause there. 120, because you sort of, you sort of, um, uh, you know, had some shock at this as well. 125 companies is a lot. You know, even if these are angel, you know, some of these are sort of small angel type checks. That's still, you know, 10 to 15 new companies every year for the last, you know, 10 to 12 years. Um, and also the fact that, you know, you, you see a lot of some of these sort of like former operators. I mean, he's always been an investor, but, but, uh, uh, uh former operators now use some of their, their sort of wealth to make some of these venture, venture and, you know, angel investments. Mm-hmm. They're usually not at sort of like all of the highest profile, you know, buzzy type startups. But he's been in it for years, right? And it goes back to his time at Y Combinator when he had a front row seat to all the most interesting, exciting startups. And you can imagine of 125, and it's probably even more than that, um, you're going to get some wins there. And he's had like such a high number, at least it seemed like that to me, of investment vehicles. Like so many different pots that he's had his hand in, whether that was Y Combinator or investment firms with his brothers. He's got two brothers and they all sort of operate in this tech space. So let's go through them. Um, It's just a sprawling. There's Hydrazine Capital. This is an investment firm that he founded with his brothers. Um, CB Insights also lists lists Apollo projects. I looked into that and it looks like he started that with his brothers also. There's Altman Capital. Maybe that involves his brothers. I'm not sure, but that's like three alone. And then there's personal investments, which, as I mentioned, they go back to his time heading up Y Combinator. And then let's also not forget that he's the owner of OpenAI's Venture Capital Fund. Last May reported $175 million in total commitments. And this was only supposed to be temporarily in Altman's name, but remains part of his investment empire, as far as we know. I could not believe that story. That was, we just, let's take another pause there. Yes. How funny was that story? So that was a story this, this week that... Turns out OpenAI created a venture fund, as you know, lots of companies do, but that this venture fund is not owned by OpenAI. And actually they put it in Sam Altman's name. And, and someone, you know, followed up with the uh, with the company, and the company said, Oh yeah, you know, it's just sort of like easier in the moment uh, to just like put it in Sam's name while we did all these investments. I mean, but like what an amateur you know, like like anti-corporate governance move to make for a sophisticated group of, uh, you know, of operators. And then also the, you know, what would have happened if Sam Altman had successfully been pushed out? Yeah. Would he have given them back, you know, all those venture investments that were in his name? It's sort of a, 
That's Pardon? a crazy story. Part of me kind of loves it also because like these are a bunch of nerdy engineers, researchers who are so focused on the task at hand and have essentially like changed tech as we know it with ChatGPT in November of 2022. Like they had that moment. It wasn't Google. It wasn't Microsoft. It was OpenAI, this group of people who didn't have time to put their venture fund yeah. <laughs> under the corporate umbrella. They just put it in Altman's name. And well, yeah, and we did. We have sort of talked about that, you and I, about how OpenAI is sort of a strange. Uh, it's not exactly like though. yeah, and and it's 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 that weird nonprofit, and it's a lot of researchers and academics, uh, not the sort of usual list of of VCs from Silicon Valley. Although you know, and- Sam Altman's involved, Elon Musk is involved. You'd think they would know to to put the venture capital in the in the company's and, name. You know, this is such like a Silicon Valley story of trying so many different things at such a fast pace and investing in different companies. Like even the idea of Sam Altman as CEO of Reddit for eight days. And he said that he was, you know, he's been this power user. I can't remember what the status, but he used it like every day for a number of years or something. And just to like be at the forefront of that, of innovation and touch so many different companies, it's so fascinating. You made this comparison that I can't get out of my head earlier, and you didn't make a comparison. You just said this kind of reminds me. When's the last time that we had sort of one person who touched every story it felt like that we were reporting on, and that was Sam Bankman-Fried? Yep. Exactly. Whereas like every, you know, the, there would be all these stories about, you know, other crypto companies getting bought or going under or just, you know, other VC investments getting made. And it was always Sam Bankman Fried at the center of the story. I'm not at all, you know, trying yes. to like, I have no reporting linking the two. I just think it's interesting <laughs> when you start seeing these, these environments where one person starts to sort of like totally. personally come into and every single not, story. He, he's like the notorious example, but there's been other Um, people in tech who have had their hands in many, many different pots. You can even argue that NVIDIA's Jensen Huang is one of those people. They're investing from their VC arm. He's been in the mix forever. And, you know, a lot of the big tech corporate VC arms too just have been part of you know what I was thinking about? You'll remember this, but uh, Jack Ma from Alibaba, right? There was the, the, some of the reporting around, um, you know, after Alibaba went public, there was a lot of reporting that actually, uh, you know, parts of Alibaba that they had commercial relationships with were actually owned by Jack Ma and not owned by Alibaba. And there was like a lot of sort of like murkiness about where the economic interests of different, you know, subsidiaries and arms actually, actually lay. It plays into this idea of cult of the founder, right? Totally. Which we've, we've covered many, many times over the years. And Sam Altman has certainly reached that status. Um, for better or for worse, right? We, we were kind of trying to figure out this morning, what do we call him? Do we call him Tex Golden Child? But he's also controversial, totally. right? Um, but just a fascinating figure and to touch so many different parts of tech. And now with Reddit, um, it, he kind of upstaged Reddit's moment a little totally. bit today. Yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, I, I definitely think interest, uh, that there's an interesting... Um, thing with Reddit, which is that it's 20 years old. It's basically the same uh, age as Facebook. And yet it's still unprofitable, as you mentioned at the top. And, you know, it, it just uh, there there is something in tech and in, and in business about consistency and just execution over the years. And Reddit has had this strange history where, uh, you know, it was founded by Alexis Ohanian and, and Steve Huffman. And then it was bought by Condé Nast. And then it's had all these different CEOs and it's raised money in all these different ways. And then, you know, Huffman returned as the CEO and is now taking it public and it got these different rounds of investment. And now it's going to, you know, IPO at a $5 billion valuation. 
versus something like Facebook, right? Billion? Is that your guess? That was, I don't know. Yeah, that's just sort of my guess. You know, like five, whatever. You know, somewhere I in like, that range. I like being settled on that. I I have no idea. It was last valued at ten billion dollars in twenty twenty one, but those are like silly makeup numbers. And who knows? Yeah, and like and Fidelity has <laughs> written down its its investment by half, so you can just sort of easy round yeah. number or say it's. But who knows? It's it's an interesting question because to it it is. We know this. Very difficult to be a social media company. The business is hard unless you are Meta slash Facebook. But um, that's what is, I was thinking is it, Meta was founded at the same time and is now worth over a trillion dollars. And then this right. is a company that's going to go public. You know, even if it's wildest dreams would go public at, you know, $10 billion valuation. Snap, it's done nothing since its IPO, had a real time time. And, and that's like kind of a success story because then you look at another name news out this morning, Nextdoor, which never kind of reached those stratospheric levels or actually you could argue that it did because it went public through SPAC in 2021, I believe, for more than $4 billion. It's now trading at six hundred million something dollars. Yeah. Um, billion, yeah. Argue it's you know like a zombie company because yeah. it just has not figured out the business model. And it's CEO Sarah Fryer, who's such an interesting figure. She was at um, Square alongside Jack Dorsey for many years. She was CFO, and she went to take the CEO job um, at Nextdoor for Nirav Toila, who was the founder and CEO. Now he's returning. Um, so obviously, it hasn't been a straight line for next door and you wonder what they're going to do next it'll be interesting to see how reddit is received as a public company because again i don't think like tech investors are super super excited about a 20 year old social media company totally. in the way that they are about ai companies right we're yeah. talking about ipos this year this in the last very few and far between in terms of any like significant names over the last six months and arm has just been going wild and i wonder if that starts to encourage some AI companies to, to start market. testing the waters. Yeah. yeah. You and I have talked about that. As you said at the top, it's the companies that we're going to get versus the companies we want, not we, but you know, the companies that the, the market wants versus the companies the market is going to get, right? The companies that the market is going to get are the companies that need funding and somehow can't get it in the private markets or just, you know, yeah, it's been 20 years. They finally have they to go. Our young companies who are really, you know, exciting and, and growthy, um, mm-hmm. are they, can they just go tap private financing and, and stay private for, if not forever, for another mm-hmm. 10 to 20 years. But the whole environment has changed, right? It's 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 harder to raise money for many companies. Um, you've seen this huge sell-off for some companies in the public markets. It's been all about the Magnificent Seven, but the next doors get left behind. Totally. And it kind Sub-scale. of we were thinking, it's the same thing as Nextdoor. It's the same thing as as uh, Reddit. It's the same thing as Snap. I mean, it's it's you know, and you're right. And Snap's been and a relative Snap- success, but you know, X, like, you know, any sort of subscale uh, tech platform has really struggled. Well, and then it's touching like this sort of turmoil is touching other industries that have been hit hard in the downturn, like fintech company Klarna. This is a story we were both interested in. Fascinating. Yeah. Klarna, yeah. Klarna had this sort of boardroom coup this week. The information did some attempted, great reporting. Attempted, attempted boardroom, boardroom coup. coup. Yeah. Where the where Sequoia, who's a significant investor, tried to replace Michael Moritz, who is the former chairperson of Sequoia, but is no longer- With another with, Sequoia partner. Yeah. With another Sequoia partner. Basically, you know, whatever. Sequoia tried to exert some influence on the board and uh, Klarna's- um, you know, CEO and founder backed Moritz and, and basically Sequoia had to back off and replace their representative on the board. You know, it, it's it's really like sort of insidery drama if you're like you and me and you're really interested in it. But I think from a larger perspective, what does it say about tech? It says that, you know, when numbers are going down, all of a sudden there's a lot more drama and there's a lot more, you know, founders get coming back or founders getting fired or, you know, management changes or disagreements over strategy. When everything's going up and to the right, you know, 
Everyone's Black. happy. Everyone's happy. No one, no one's trying to replace the board. And it's funny how it happens in tech, like behind doors, which is, you know, on a lot of the companies we cover that are based in New York or in trade on Wall Street, you have activist investors agitating. But a lot of this stuff happens uh, behind closed doors because that's where venture capital operates. Yeah, operates. Um, but yeah, that's what happened at Reddit 10 years ago and Flexport not that many months ago. Now Nextdoor, the founder coming back to replace a CEO. It's interesting just to bring it back to that point of the cult of the founder, how strong that is, right, with the Sam Altman, but how weak it can be when the company is running into Well, it's also the cult of Sam Altman. Let's see if Sam we can get Sam yeah. Altman involved at, uh, you know, I don't know, Nextdoor or Klarna. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe just more companies maybe need to get, need to get Sam Altman involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this transitory period. Oh, no, sorry. They've got their new CEO, the founder. Yeah. Um, it was a fascinating story. We'll continue to cover it. We'll continue to see like this web of Sam Altman and um, how far it spreads. And also on that note, do not do miss not. out on our weekly. It is such a good one this week. Yeah, we had a great, and it'll be uh, up on our stream right now uh, as a podcast, but you can also check it out at cnbc.com slash tech check. Uh, and it's all about uh, NVIDIA, Sam Altman and the the ambition that is going to drive the the trillion dollar AI startup. In particular, if you're wondering why we're talking about chips all the time, our piece really breaks it down. Like what Jensen Huang and Sam Altman and OpenAI and NVIDIA have in common is they all they're working on generative AI, but chips is like the necessary ingredient. It's the hardware of the AI world. So we'll explain sort of why that matters so much, why it's so expensive, why Sam Altman, you know, may or may not need to raise $7 trillion. But we found it striking this week when we were listening to NVIDIA earnings just to hear Jensen Huang talk in trillions and not billions too. So um, make sure you catch that. Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. See you next week. See ya.